is Mello in yet? No, not yet. Daniel, are you voting for the bill or against it? Because the government won't control. They want to unionize you guys. And you don't want to be unionized. Good morning. Welcome to the church. I am Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by calling the number 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. And also, um, James is going to take your um, YouTube comments. All right? Um, is this him? Mello. Oh, where's Mello? <laughs> Mellow having breakfast. How y'all doing? Nice. Any questions about anything? Everybody doing fine? Well, we might well take up offering and go home. If everybody's fine, this is a fellowship. All right. Oh, that's Mellow? Mellow thinks he's tough, huh? <laughs> um, yes. A while back you had said that children need to have an ego. Can you explain that? You know, like when they were growing up, they have a little ego just kind of push them forward. But once they become an adult, they should overcome it. Okay. And they will. Yeah. Um, Mellow, did you go to the event yesterday? And yeah, I was there. Did that, uh, what's the name of the guy that was on the show that sings? Uh, what was his name? Bryson Gray. Bri- Bri- oh, Bryson Gray, yeah. Was he there? No, he was supposed to show up, but there was some misunderstanding that happened with uh, the event. Like, there was a guy who was supposed to speak there, and he was the guy that was going to bring Bryson Gray. And oh, okay. He wanted to be the only guy to speak there, and they said no. So there was all kinds of weird So it issues. had nothing to do with hating the Jews? No, probably not, no. Oh, okay. No, but well, Cardi B did show up, though. Who? Cardi B. Yeah. What's that? Cardi B is that uh, female rapper who interviewed Joe Biden a, huh? a, a month ago, I think. She showed up at the rally? Yeah, she was there. She drove by, and she claims that Trump supporters were harassing her. Oh, she drove and, by. And uh, either her husband or her cousin pulled out a gun and waved it at Trump supporters, and then uh, one of them was arrested. Like on the spot, like yeah, that's during the rally, yeah. That's the danger of being at those rallies right now. Yeah, everybody's yeah. so on edge. Lucky for us, we had like the the Beverly Hills police. And then you think everywhere. you're tough? You up there fighting with people? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not fight. I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. I'm standing back, stand back, and stand by. You know, but I'm standing <laughs> back, back mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should be careful at those things right now because people on edge. Yeah, I mean, it's been really peaceful. Like when, when, like a few weeks back, like there was like BLM showing up and stuff like that, and but they would just like start stuff and then they would run away real quick. You like that? Um, I kind of enjoy seeing them run tell. away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you go to bed early on Friday night so you can get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and go to Beverly Hills. 
yeah. It's it's been cool. Like it's it's really nice to see. Like it was like three thousand people there yesterday, yeah. and it was really nice to see. Like it almost like you would see this and think California could go red. Like really, just okay. by seeing that. Amazing. Yeah, and then I saw also Newport. Last week I wasn't here because I was in Newport Beach where the president was. And I saw him, and he saw me, and he waved at me and oh, smiled at me and everything. It was awesome, dude. Everybody and there thought was, he waved at them. Oh, yeah, and there was, there was probably like 10,000 people there. It was crazy, yeah. But oh, he looked anyway. over at me. Yeah, 100,000 folks. Yeah, he looked over at everybody, yeah. Um, I, uh, sometimes I bring a Bible, and sometimes I don't. I do bring a Bible sometimes. And it's an amazing Bible because everything is so simple in there. They speak English. And uh, and I thought it was a Jewish Bible for a while, but James reminded me it's a Catholic Bible, right? But if if that Bible is so easy to understand, why the Catholics don't understand anything? Because it's, a, uh, it's like in English. It's like we're talking, right? It's not like the regular Bible where you don't know what they're talking about. And I bring this up for a reason, though. Just like the world is falling Are you away. a Catholic? Yes. Just like the world Are is... all Mexican Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, like all black people are Baptists. Yeah. It's like the world is falling away. The Catholic Church has fallen away. You no, know I mean falling. about the Bible. It's more of a real Bible now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. that's true. And, and why did... Has it always been that way? Catholic Church was was the pillar, was the first church. You no, know I mean, has the Bible always been so easy to understand? No. no oh, okay. No, it's, it's, that's recent. The King James, the king actually uh, used his own money to convert from that language to English. To, to, uh, to Latin and then to English. Oh, okay. So that's before then, if you were going to a Catholic church and you see the murals, the 13 stations, that's how you understood the walk of Christ, and then the the, the Catholic priest would would preach a sermon, and, and he was your father. He would he would give you the word. He would talk to you about the word. Now we have the Bible. We can read it ourselves. Oh, okay, it's a nice Bible. What's the name of my Bible, James? The New Jerusalem Bible. Oh yeah, but it looked Jewish. We look at the because a Jew gave it to me years ago when I first started buying. And so it looked like a Jewish Bible, so I thought it was Jewish. Go figure. What? It It looked Jewish. (laughs) You know how Jew stuff look, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I bring it up because um, I I did an interview on a on some show during the week, and it was a, a woman uh, hosting it, interviewer, and she was a Bible thumper. And everything she would ask me about God, and I would respond, she would say, where is that in the Bible? What verse and chapter is that? Where is that in the Bible? Where is that? I'm like, what the? Everything, just total Bible thumper. And so when I asked her about the kingdom of heaven, uh, is the kingdom of heaven inside? She said, no, it's not inside. And the way she explained it made me want to smoke a joint. It was so crazy. It was so insane. And a lot of people don't know 
they just don't know that the kingdom of, hev- of heaven is within and you can enter that kingdom and live from there. But a lot of people don't, especially the Christians that enter the Bible, because she got upset that I call her a Bible. Well, did I call her a Bible thumper? But, or did I just say Bible thumpers don't know that? Bible All right. And she got ticked. <laughs> but the kingdom of heaven is within. And when you enter in that kingdom, your whole world changed. Your reality changed. Everything you need to know is being revealed to you about life. And you can't plan life. You can't organize it. You just have to be. And it will really will unfold for you. And Christ came and he created that kingdom. It really is inside. But when you have faith in anything or anybody, you won't get there. Because a lot of Bible thumpers read the Bible and they, their faith is in the Bible. And the Bible is just letters that men wrote to one another. And for you know you to read so you can get back to where the real kingdom is. But they treat the Bible as though it's God. And it's the darnest thing I've ever seen. It, it, you can't even have a conversation with, with them. But there's not like something inside to say, no, that's wrong. It's not working. Look at your life. You can read the Bible, pick it up and read it, put it away, and the Holy Spirit will you know, reveal things to you. But you're not supposed to believe in the Bible. It, just, it would be as though... Uh, Samuel, the car wife Mexican guy, wrote me a note saying, Justin, next time you wash your car, put red paint on it. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I write it in a book. And then everybody would, uh, would paint on their car, put red on there. It just, it just it's, it's what we do here. It's fellowshipping. You look here, you look there. It never was meant for you to believe in the Bible. He said, don't you believe in another person because your heart is wicked. Only have faith in God. And it's unfortunate that people have been taught wrong from the day you were born until now. But you got to enter the kingdom within. Christ made another world, another reality. And in that reality is perfect peace. It really is amazing. There are no words to express how amazing it is. You still look the same. You go to the gym, you work out, you overeat, you get fat, you know. And, and But the kingdom is within. It really is. And you can't make yourself enter into the kingdom. You have to seek, and you shall find. But if you have an idea of what you think it is and all that, your mind cannot conceive it at all. And once you're in the kingdom, you cannot be thrown out. Your rent is paid in full. <laughs> it is. Yes, ma'am. And then I'll take here. All right. Then. How does the kingdom of heaven just, does it manifest in the physical? Like, you know, how do you know that you're seeking his kingdom, if that makes sense? When you are, one way is when you are paying attention to yourself, when you really want to know. The problem is a lot of people don't question anything. They don't question anything. It's crazy. For an example, uh, how many of you voted already? Don't be scared. It's not a test. (laughs) It's a fellowship. 
Let me see of those who voted already by mail. Okay. Why did you vote by mail? What I did was, uh, what we did was we, we found out, um, this is the first time we did that, to basically look at a location, and we took it to the poll itself, and um, they put it in a drop box. Okay. So it, it, it opened up yesterday. And this is your first time voting by mail? Um, this would be my second time, but taking it to the location is, was my first time. So you voted by mail before? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, you're exempt from what I'm about to say. I'm about to say something nice, so don't worry. The, the young lady right next to your wife, you voted by mail, right? You had your hand? Well, I didn't drop it off at the mailbox, the post office. You mailed it in? Well, we just took it to the, the ballot, the poll ballot um, place, and then they they have a box there where you... you they have a box sitting on the outside, on, yeah, on the well, inside, like a mailbox? Yeah, because you got to get your temperature taken before you go in, and then you drop it off there. Okay. Why didn't you vote that way? Well, I didn't want to mail it. I mean, I didn't, like, put a stamp on it. I don't know if that makes sense, but okay. I took it in. Is that the first time you've done it that way? Yeah. Yeah. And why did you do it that way this time? Mm, well, we had we just and it so was everybody easier. relax. All right, let's praise the Lord. It was it was easier to fill it out in your home, the convenience of your home to fill out the ballot. All right, and that's why you did it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you voted by mail. Yes. Okay. And why? Yes, sir. Um, with everything going on with the possibility of fraud, I just. I changed my, I, I used to be a Democrat up until 2018, and I changed Republican, but on my, uh, this registration, I said I was independent so that you couldn't see on the outside the envelope if I was. But what made you decide to vote by mail this time? I didn't want, I just wanted to eliminate some of the possibility of postal naughtiness. So, oh, you didn't mail it in? I dropped it off. You did what they did. You dropped it in. Yes. Oh, okay. And, it, and this is your first time voting by mail? I didn't vote by mail. I, I dropped it off, too, in oh, one you of those uh, it off. boxes. What do they mean by vote by mail? Don't they mean mail it in? Oh, okay. All right. What made you decide to uh, Is this the first time you voted early? Yes. Uh -huh. What made you decide to go early this I was time? just really anxious to vote for Trump. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure it got in there. You want to make sure it got in there? Are you concerned about voter fraud? Yes, very much. And so why would you take that chance then and not vote on the day of voting um, day? Well, I, I, I'm a little uh, confused because this it's not really mail-in that I – I just dropped it in the box. Is that the same as mail-in? I'm not sure. I think uh, so. But, I mean, uh, one is you mailing it in. But the other one, if you're dropping it in the box, the, the handlers can still go through it before time. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why didn't you wait until voting day? Um, I thought this was secure. Uh, it wasn't like I was mailing it through the, post, through the Postal Service. Um, so I felt secure about it. You did? Maybe I shouldn't have been secure about it. Have you heard a lot of talk about voter fraud? Yeah. Did you believe it? Uh, I, th I think it's very possible, yeah. And why take the risk then? I didn't think it was a risk. I thought it was different oh. than actually mailing it through the, the Postal Service. But maybe it's not. Uh, maybe I misunderstood. Is it being delivered? Is it being 
did you take it to the post office or no. one of those boxes they one have boxes, sitting on the corner yeah, like? Yeah, one of the boxes. And were there uh, uh, people standing there to watch to make no. sure? No, no. Nobody was there? No. Oh, okay. What, what happened was I noticed that, and I've been talking to a lot of people who mailed in their ballots, and I asked, well, why did you do it? I was afraid of voter fraud. I thought, but that's how voter fraud happens. <laughs> what do you mean I was afraid of voter fraud? I'm like, why did you just wait and go like we normally do it? You know, make sure everybody get in line. And some people are like, well, I didn't want to stand in a long line. And I realized that most people don't think for themselves. So even though they heard, oh, mail it in, mail it in, you can mail it in. We're afraid of voter fraud. Voter fraud is possible. The people still knowing the risk of voter fraud, they still mailed it in. Over 50 million people, right? Something like that. They mailed it in knowing that it's a risk. But if there had not been that opportunity to mail it in, everybody would have to go on the day to vote and get it line. We never had a problem with that before, right? And just because other people suggest it, people fall for it. And that's why I brought that up to mention the Bible. Just because somebody said, believe in the Bible, everybody and their mama believe in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible where it says, believe in the Bible. It doesn't say that. And the people who believe in the Bible does not, do not believe that the kingdom of heaven is within. Christ came. The kingdom is right here. Look within. Don't look yonder. Don't look there. If someone tells you to do that, don't do it. The kingdom of heaven is within. And once you enter that kingdom, you don't have to figure out life. You don't need a therapist. I got a note from a guy who said, I, I'm sleeping with a married woman. I didn't know she was married until afterward. Should I stay with her? <laughs> Something like that. I wouldn't have to ask anyone that. I know I'm getting out of there. As soon as I find out she's married, some things are just apparent. Unless everybody's smoking pot and don't really see it that well. I mean, how many people would stay cheating around with a married woman or a man? You would? Two to three. Did you have your head, y'all? No. Oh. <laughs> what the? <laughs> some things is just apparent, Right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to ask anyone, should I stay with a married woman? No, you don't stay with a married woman. I counseled one guy, he is uh, dating a woman that was divorced, already has children. And he was like, oh, man, it's so hard, it's so hard. I'm paying all the bills, I'm taking care of her kids and everything. And it's just so hard, she's so mean to me, she controlled me. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, really? Why don't you just leave? Just leave. Take the pain and leave. And then he said, that's not all. I'm living in her house with her ex-husband and her and the kids. <laughs> I was like, are you on pot? But then he moved out. As I said, get out. Some things, even in my father's day, I did some messed up stuff. I made horrible mistakes. But some things I just knew to, you know, this is not going to work. You have some common sense in there. 
even in the fallen state, you still have some common sense. That makes sense? Use a little bit of it. All right? You don't need the world. You're smarter. You're as smarter as the people in the world are. Maybe even smarter in some cases. These people don't know what they're talking about. The people with degrees, if you pay attention, all they're doing is quoting what somebody else said at some school or some poll or some something. I was looking at the responses from this debate with Donald Trump and uh, and uh, Joe Biden. Everybody that's for Joe Biden believe Joe Biden won. And Trump was a dummy. Joe Biden blew about it. Just convinced of that. Even in my family member, you can't convince them, right? And on the other side, everybody that's for Donald Trump believes Donald Trump won. They're saying the same exact thing about two different people, but the belief is there. Nobody was able to... I'm like, what's wrong? And I guess it's who you support, you really get into them, you just don't see. I personally didn't think that Donald Trump won, or Joe Biden, because Donald Trump wasn't able to be himself. When you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you can't, it's hard to go by training. You know, like, they say you get ready for a debate, you have different people ad-lib for you, and say this and do that. Well, men and women who live from within, you can't train them what to say. They have to do it as it is happening. I remember uh, Irma's, God bless his soul. <laughs> He's nice. Years ago, when I used to do a lot of debates and go on TV a lot, and they would find out what the topic is, whenever they went over the questions with me, I didn't do well in the debate because I was trying to remember the stats and all the dumb stuff. But when I just find out what do they want to talk about and just had a way to see attitude, I'll blow them out the water. Because you have a teacher within and you're on the side of what is right and he's going to look after you in debates, whatever the situation might be. Because God loves you and he'll take care of you. He really will. But you got to live from within you can't trust anything else. You only have to live from within. There's a new place on the inside, folks. It, it is amazing. It'll blow your mind. Now, how you get in there is by keeping an eye on yourself, asking questions. I remember asking God, let me see myself. I don't know myself. Because I noticed I wasn't getting the answers from the preachers and things like that. And that was the beginning of me, my wake-up, when I asked to let me see myself. He allowed me to see, and from that, I'm like, wow. And then when I saw the darkness inside, he allowed me to see that I needed to forgive. And then I went and forgave, and it was all over but the shouting after that. And life just started happening. It really does. Yes, ma'am. I was recently having a conversation with uh, another Christian, quote unquote, and she was telling me how you know, you know, people are going to hell and they need to know about Jesus and things like that. You know, that we're commanded to spread like the good news. Um, so I wanted to hear what is your opinion about that? Right? About what? Like going, I guess going up to people and telling them about Jesus. 
going up to them and telling them? I, 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 that's what I was understanding from the conversation. You know, just if because... If they come up to you to tell you about Jesus, how you spray paint. What do you call that, mace? <laughs> but I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, there's this concern amongst, like, the Christian community that people are going to hell yes. and they need to go and, like, tell them about Jesus. No. We're supposed to be a living example because once you're born again of God, he will open up all kinds of ways for you to get the truth out there. You become a living example, and he really will make a way. You'll be some, I'm stunned at the people I've spoken to and where I've gone, and, and I had no idea. And that's what he, he, he'll make sure you get out there, wherever it is, to spread the word. But you, gotta, you have to first become a living example, all right? So, but if you notice the people that are going out on the street, oh, I'm sorry, we have some street preachers here. I don't mean it at home. <laughs> Except these two. Um, there was a, 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 a street preacher from New York, and he was all out there hooping and hollering, fighting with the gays and whatever, right? And then they'll go have lunch and talk about how mad they made the gays. And, and then this man is like a, a grown adult man. Come to find out he's living with his mama. <laughs> and I heard he got married. He done moved his wife in his mama house. But he out on the streets preaching Jesus to the gays and everybody, the alcoholic. That's not the way it works. Greater is he that's in you, that's in the world. And he will make a way. He will open doors like you just won't believe it. And you don't even have to think about where am I going to go and talk about Jesus, right? You be a living example because your world is where you are, right here, right now. And you're influencing people around you, and that'll spread, and that'll spread, and that'll spread. I think the, preach, the street preaching thing came from somebody in the Bible what? He was street preaching? But he didn't stand up. He, like, traveled around and talked to crowds, right? But the street preacher just stand on the corner and holler, you're going to hell. <laughs> right? He said, you're going to, he, he just stood on the corner and said, you're going to hell? Oh, hold on, buddy. Okay. I'm glad you're telling me. No, I'm saying, didn't, didn't Jesus do that? I you mean, what? he traveled and called them names and threatened them and Said he's bringing fire. But these, but did, was he still living with his mama? I have no idea. <laughs> I think he told Mary to go sit down, right? No, I think. Uh, Wasn't Mary his mama? No, he, 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 when, when, when she came to see him, he said, you know, woman, why are you I'm right. doing my business? But they were supported by women. They were supported by the, the apostles' wives and others. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were supported by the right. Yeah. But he wasn't going out on the street just yelling at the homosexuals. He was telling them how to overcome. You know, he was a lot was, of preaching in temples. He was causing them to look at themselves so they can see and overcome, not just out there, you know, oh, you're going to hell. It was mostly because debate. nobody knows when anyone's, where we're going to go. We don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going. I hope I go, where, you know, up there and be with him. I'm never dying, so it ain't going to happen. But uh, if I'm going to die. Uh, I hope to go, but I don't know for sure. Only he made that decision. But not these street preachers, but Esteban kind of street preachers. 
they be yelling at the homosexuals, and then they go have lunch and talk about how they did them, how mad they got them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah, and you can't help like that. I understand. Yeah. But he, he would go out and have harsh debate with people for yeah. the most part. And he did it in temples. He, he, he went against the elders right. and explained where they were the ones that were incorrect. Is that a call to come to another rally? <laughs> You're right, but it was, it was a different spirit, a different source that he had than what's happening right now. Could be. With a lot of yeah, things. Could be. But you're right about that. He did go around. But if the individual, like as you say, the, if you find one that's uh, a false teacher, you know, they'll, they'll pay for that. Yeah. That's, that's on them. You know, that's why he was, Christ told us to dust our feet off to people like that. Yeah, that's right. But the problem is a lot of them don't know that they, because they read the Bible, they know the scriptures, they don't realize that Satan has interpreted the Bible for them, and they are out just quoting word, the but, Bible. And that's not going to help anyone. It's probably because, perhaps, as you say, they aren't, they haven't achieved that in their life yet. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you have to achieve it in your life, then reapply it to the Bible to see where it, it, it fits, rather than just quote but you something. Don't even, once you enter the kingdom, you don't have to do that. It's so clear because you have God within you, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. It's so clear that you don't have to compare it to anything. It's just no doubt. It's just, it's not even up for question. It's just really, it's like, you see the bright light shining on me? Yeah. It's like that. It's just so clear. Well, perhaps they haven't been convicted, and the law is what convicts, and the righteousness is what saves. Yeah, they haven't been born again. They have not entered the kingdom. That's what it is. Yeah. And I like, I love the way God will renew your mind. That is so, and I have read that and heard that before, but it's interesting how, he will renew your mind, and you'll get to the point. You know how when you're in that fallen state, you live in your thoughts. You're up and down. You worry. You doubt. You have fear. Well, once he renew your mind, that doesn't exist anymore. It really doesn't. No fear, no doubts, no worries, no comparing yourself to other people, no trying to be like anyone else, no taking anything personally. You just be. And it's an amazing way to live. But you got to look within yourself. Pay attention to yourself. Question things. Question yourself. You can ask him, hey, what's up with me? And just relax and take the pain. I noticed that you got to take the pain. When you get in your head, you're going to feel pain, right? Don't freak out. He's with you. It's just that you're, he is renewing your mind and you're overcoming that old way. And eventually you won't have that kind of pain because you will no longer be bothered with the thoughts. That makes sense? It's so amazing. He loves us greater than what you can even imagine. And it's nothing like, just think about it. He God. He God. <laughs> and he created everything. Why does he need you to learn a Bible? And just quote the Bible. He gave us a teacher. He said, let no man teach you. You see what happens when men teach you. You get stuck in your intellect. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to remind you, because you already know it, the truth. You already know it. You just forgot it when you were traumatized. But it's in you. And when you enter the kingdom, you're just reminded of what you already know. It's so amazing how that is. Yes, ma'am. 
And then I think I saw your hand, right? Yeah. I just want to. Are you married? That's yeah. That that was your wife, right? Your wife is she pregnant? Yeah, she has blue dress. Oh, no wonder your shirt says Info War. Yeah. You're at war. (laughs) But I'll come back to him. Um, I I just wanted to ask you. My heart goes out to you, man. Thank you, Don't blame me. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about when you say um, what God reveals. Yes. I know you've said that he doesn't talk. It's not words. He doesn't reveal it by words. Right. So how he reveals it, like. He reveals it by, like, images or just changing your, feel, not emotions, but just changing your mind about things? Or how do he reveal things? He allows you to remember what you forgot. And it's like... Because in my own, like, revelations, it's, it hasn't been with words, right? But it's been with, like, I just have a different drive for things. You know, I just begin having a different drive for doing things and a different there way a, to go about it. There is a natural energy that comes from him. His love is a, you know, I, I saw yesterday that James Hake, you know what that is, mm-hmm. tweeted out that Jesse Peterson is older than Donald Trump. I was like, why are you telling my age all over the world? <laughs> and he said... Donald Trump has energy out of this world, something like that. And Jesse Pugh's older than him. He has the same energy. I'm like, nobody asked you my age, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I started to send it, tweet him the finger. <laughs> I was looking at this woman. Today I had the TV on as I was getting ready to come here. And I saw Oprah interviewing. What's that crazy woman on that council with? Iyana Van Zandt. And Iyana said that when she was six years old, her grandmama beat her. You told Hoppo to beat me. And uh, <laughs> because she let the salesperson into the house and her grandmother told her, don't let anyone in when you're here by yourself. And she did, so her grandmother beat her and left scars on her back. And her aunt or somebody came by and he took the shirt off and the skin came off, so they took her to the hospital. And while she was in the hospital, she's in the room by herself or something like that. And she said, while she was in the room, she saw God. And Oprah like, wow. What does he look like? What did he look like? And she <laughs> And she said, she said, he was a nurse. He was a woman. I'm like, everybody that have gone to that woman need to call her up. I want my money back. She said God was a nurse, a woman nurse. And people pay money to go get counseling from her. Isn't that amazing? It's insane, but that's what I want you to start thinking for yourself. Don't believe me. Let it go in one ear and out the other so you see it for yourself. And once you see it for yourself, it's yours. Nobody's smarter than you except the potheads. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, ma'am. So you want to know how he revealed. You know how, have you ever, you ever been married 
and you woke up one morning, your husband had gone to work, and you're like, well, I feel so good this morning. I'm all free. You forget you're married. <laughs> and then he comes in at five. You're like, what the? <laughs> he reminds you that you are married. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> No, I'm saying it because I'm saying it because I've been. You know, all of a sudden you remember. Yes, but I'm saying it because I've been because I listened to your show and you said a lot about like words are deceiving, you yes. know. But sometimes I feel like when I have a revelation, it comes from word. Like in my head, it comes like from a word, like from like a like something that is telling me something, and I don't know if to listen to it or just like, oh. you know what I mean. But I feel like it's a revelation. I know what you mean, but it sounds like Satan. Yeah, but he's like because a, he reveals from here. Yeah, because I felt those two were like those. Even two when you're born again of God, the words come from up, out, not under your head. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, well, I don't listen to no, and that's what I was going to also say about the biblical question. But I don't want you to learn this though. No, no, this I'm not because Satan. Satan play God, right? Yeah. And he'll take everything and pretend that it's the right way. Yeah. Just have a way to see. If you don't know, it's best and to just That's wait. what I was going to say about the biblical question, yeah. about if you should love your weakness. Right. I don't think we should try to do love or hate anything. I wish. I think it's not up above us to decide to love or hate something about ourselves. It's just to give it to God and and just let him make so your do way. do you love your weakness? No. I don't love or hate it. Oh, I just okay. don't. I don't have an opinion about it. I just give it to God. And he will make an opinion about Amazing. it. Amazing. I'll get yeah. to that in a minute. Let me take right here and then over there, yes. And then here. Oh, David, you have a phone call. Okay. Yes. Can I just uh, answer her real quick on the how does he reveal things? No. Okay. No, you can't. <laughs> no, I mean, I, th I think it's different for everybody, um, but for me, he just makes things really obvious. Like, I'll get smacked in the face with things, you know, I'm literally sometimes, but, um, your wife, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was, she was here on Thursday, last Thursday, she's the, the devil in the blue dress, the one, <laughs> so, yeah, that was her, I, I can't say what we talked about in the meeting, oh, she's, but you're she's, pretty close, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but go ahead, um, I just had a question, um, I don't read the Bible, but doesn't it say, I thought I saw somewhere that it says to not try to go convert people because, like, it just, like, like wasted energy. Kind of, I'm not, I don't know about that, but. It says that. Oh. Um, I don't know what Bible you read. I, I, don't, I don't read it. Maybe yet. you read Allah U Abba Bible. Maybe, yeah, so. <laughs> don't convert them. Just cut their hands off. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I do know that you can't impose the truth upon anyone. They either be seeking and want to receive it, or if they don't, you have to back off yeah. and just let them suffer because maybe in their suffering they may cry out. Right. But you can't even impose on your family members mm -hmm. or anyone, even with your kids. If you notice, a lot of Christian family children are nutcases. Mm -hmm. They're on drugs. They, uh, they hate their parents. They are committing suicide, all in the name of Jesus. And most of the time it's because, but not the only reason, the parents have imposed Christianity upon them, the Bible, they always quote the scriptures. 
rather than just being a living example so that they can see it. That works better than anything else. Yeah, otherwise it kind of pushes. It'll push them away. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You can't force anyone to accept. That's why God will let you just suffer. He'll let you end up on skid row. If you don't want it, he made the way. He sent his son. He made the way. But he's not going to force you to take that way. Mm-hmm. He'll just let you die. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, did I see your hand? And then I want to take, oh, then I got to take some call. Okay. Yes, sir. The answer to the question this young lady was saying about, she runs into other Christians, and they say that uh, people, you know, are preaching hell and stuff. I was just going to say, when, when we're out there, we do have, there's different kind of signs um, that you could take, our shirts, and that's what people, they, they come up to us. But what God showed me to do it was just preach the gospel, which is a death, burial, and resurrection. Because really all we're doing is we're warning people if they don't get their life together, you know, there's another way. There's another way you can, you can change. And they have the questions. But we cannot change them. We just got to do the Great Commission. And that's our civil Christian duty that we have free speech to go out there and represent Jesus and be, Christ. And be a living example yes. of it, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, living our life because we cannot be double standard. I, right. I mean, I cannot drink a beer and then go preach on the street about, hey, you're going to go to hell because you're drinking, and, I, and yet I'm, dr- I'm drinking you know, alcohol. Oh, you have to hide your beer? Uh, uh, no, no, no. So that I wouldn't preach. I wouldn't preach. I saw a friend of mine, he had bought some beer the other day, and apparently they have it in a silver-like can. A big old fat can of beer. I was like, how did they make it that big? But you're right about that. You're absolutely right. You have to be a living example. And a living example, you can't, there are no words to say what it is. Really. It's amazing. And you'll recognize it when you see it. Because kids can see that their parents are not what they say when they quote the Bible, and that turns them off. It doesn't help them at all. It turns them away from it rather than draw them near. Uh, yes, sir. And then here and then the fall. Um, <clears throat> two quick things. It was very uh, nice to hear you talk about like that uh, when you know it and also being an example. Those yes. two things would seem to be the theme of like that was in my heart when I was driving here. So it was fun to hear you say that. Um, for one, I think if you ask what does it feel like, then you haven't felt it. And I kept asking that question in the beginning, and it's, it's what you said, the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard what he has in store for us. And so when you do let go of the past and the future and just stay present and you seek God and you say, stay straight, as straight as you can, sometimes, you know, you might falter, hopefully not, you, then you know, and when you know, you know. And until yeah. you know, nobody can tell you really. I kept asking that question over and over. And you tried to explain. Others, Caesar tried to explain it. You can't really, nobody can tell you. That's why you point the way so that they'll, be, they'll find it. Once they find it, they'll start living it. It'll come naturally because Satan is so trickery. He would take whatever you say and try to make it be that. And if you're still into your imagination, you will believe that that's what it is. And it's not that. Your mind cannot conceive what it's like. Because the mind is of Satan, right? 
So it can't understand the things of God. So, so you can't figure it out at all. I don't care how many books you read, you cannot figure it out. It's kind of like if you lay your keys down and you're <laughs> rushing out of the house and you forget where you put your keys. And if you just come down for one minute, all of a sudden you remember, oh, I put them on the table. It's like that. That's a good example of what it's like. Because you already know every, you know it already. It's just you forgot. But when you calm down, he reminds you of what you already know. All right. Yes, sir. I had one more point, if I can. Oh, go ahead, real fast. Um, my whole life I tried to convince others of different things because I knew better. Right? I was the smartest kid in the class and all this stuff. Uh, very arrogant. But today I realized the times in my life where I have been an example people have just naturally started following me and doing what I would have otherwise tried to convince them to do. Good and bad. Right. When I did bad stuff, people followed me too. You know, kids, Is friends. Is your fiancé following you? She's trying. But She's I have to, like, to. slow down because her legs are shorter than mine. That's right. <laughs> uh, amazing. No, I totally understand. Thank you. Yes, sir. How do you ask God a question? Let me, when I ask, I ask, let me see myself. Because I, I realized that I had gone to these different churches. I read the Bible. I, I would ask preachers different questions about things, and they just didn't have the answers. They would say, read the Bible more. They would quote scriptures. I'm like, that's not helping. Well, a lot of people are, are afraid to say that's not helping. They read the Bible, they speak in tongues, and it doesn't work, but they won't say that's not helping. And so I finally asked God to let me see myself. I just say, let me see myself because I, I was looking for the answers at the church, and I wasn't getting it. You know, you feel good when you leave the church. You feel like, wow, I ain't going to sin no more. And before you get home, you made four or five stops, right? <laughs> but so I finally asked to let me see myself. And that's when things start to change. So within yourself, things get revealed? Yes. Uh, at first, I said, let me see myself. I don't, you know, because I didn't know myself. And so I forgot I asked. And I'm up getting dressed one morning and to go to work. And he allowed me just a quick glimpse on the inside. And I was dark. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I was that way on the inside. It was like, it was a, a wicked darkness. And I'm like, Wow. And then from there, one thing led to another. But you got to start, just look at yourself. And if you do read the Bible, nothing wrong with read the Bible and other books. Just don't hold on to it. Read it, put it away, because if you can pay attention, Satan is going to be interpreting the scriptures for you. And it's going to be based on what somebody has already told you anyway, right? Don't fall for it. Just don't fall for it and stay still in stillness. All things are possible. You can overcome it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, James. Pass that to James for me. Okay, a bunch of calls, but let me first get to Patrick in New York City. Patrick, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse, church is amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Can I give I an have, amazing? Uh... <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay. I, 
I have a question about uh, sin and playing God. Yes. And it's so amazing because, like, church started, and almost all of the questions that people were asking kind of answered in their own way. So I'm, like, on hold, and I'm listening to the question being answered without even, you know, before it's my time to speak. Yes. You, um, I've heard you say, like, define sin as playing God, like the definition of sin, you sin when you play God. Right. And it's really interesting because most people, they think of sin as like the stuff you do, the drinking or the cheating on your wife or the alcohol or what have you. And you're the first person I've heard like separate cause and effect. Like the cause is playing God. And then the effects are the things that the average person calls sinning, quote-unquote, which is why they can't stop it. 100%. The sin is playing God. When you play God by judging yourself and other people, we have opinions about things. You're separated from God. You're separated from life. And so now Satan is messing with you. Oh, you need a better job. You need to marry this person or that person. You need this or that. And then you end up on pot, and, and now the preacher said, you are sinning. And so now you're trying to stop the pot. And then one day you finally stop the pot, and then you go down, and you stand up in the church, and Lord, don't save me. Lord, have mercy. I'm saved. And I go, yeah. Praise the Lord. I don't smoke pot anymore. And, but you didn't tell him you became an alcoholic. <laughs> Or you found some other stuff to get into. You leave that part out. You know what I'm saying? I smoke, Lord, help me. I start smoking pot, but now I'm an alcoholic. You leave that part out. And folks up there praising the Lord for no reason. But once you re- stop playing God, admit you're not God, you'll return to him. You will be completed. And then all that stuff you picked up along the way will disappear. It really will. Stop Stop trying to fight with it. You know, don't do it. But if the earth come and you can't help it, he, okay, he'll let you do it one more time, right? <laughs> don't beat yourself up about it because you're judging yourself. And when you judge yourself about drinking or whatever it is, you're going to get deeper into it because you're still playing God. It's enough to see it, but it's wrong to judge it in that you are not God. But they have told you that's the sin. The sin is playing God. And once you forgive, you lose the desire to make decisions to judge your fellow man. No matter how they treat you, you won't judge them. You'll see that they're wrong. You will avoid them. You'll say, okay, fine. But you will not judge them. Really, you can't because it's no longer in you. You're in the kingdom of heaven. And if somebody don't agree with you, that's fine. You wish them well. It's not personal anymore. Patrick, you still there? Yes. Okay, go ahead. It's, this is it. So how, so, you know, just so it's clear, how does a man or how does a person know when they are playing God? Like, how do you catch yourself playing God? Anytime you get angry, because anger is hatred. It used to be called hatred, but they, you know, they weakened the words over the years, and then they call it resentment. Now they call it anger. But it's anyone who has anger 
is judging. They're playing God. So if you're talking to someone and they get you angry because you don't agree with them or they're wrong, you're judging them. You're playing God. It's enough to not agree, but it's wrong to judge them. Uh, Once you overcome that anger, you can never get angry at anybody. It's amazing to live without anger. Anger is evil. And there's no such thing as controlling anger. There's no love in anger because it's the nature of Satan. Don't let them tell you that. They'll have you coming to them for the rest of your life, spending all your money, and could have bought a house. Anger, you can't control it. It's a spirit. You are possessed with that spirit, and he will take it away. All right? Yes, uh, Pat, uh, Patrick. Oh, my. That's a, so when <laughs> you become angry, which is of Satan, yes. that's you playing God, which is why when you're born into a family and you become angry at your parents, then you become possessed, and then everything happens after that. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Amazing. We're going to put him on tape. Amazing. That's right. Uh, it's so clear. So can Nick record him saying amazing so we can do those little throw-ins on the radio show? We can negotiate. All Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> All right, but you got it. That's what it is. Because you're not born that you're born innocent. You're born knowing the truth. And you're discovering, you're watching your parents, you're watching Aunt Sue get drunk. You you know, you're asking questions, Mommy, is that a man in a dress? And mama says, Shut up. <laughs> you already know a man should not have on a dress. No one has to tell you that. Because you know it. He's with you. Your relationship is with God. But as soon as they traumatize you by starting teaching you the Bible and telling you to shut up and say hello, say goodbye, all that, then you fall unconscious and you forget the truth. You stop at that point. So that's why parents got to be perfect. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't because he is perfect and you can be that way too. Yes, Patrick. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. Thank you so much, Jesse. You're welcome, brother. Stay with the silent prayer no matter what. Stay with that and just relax, and it'll unfold for you. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless the church. Thank you for everything. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Um, Yes, ma'am. I just had a quick question about yeah. uh, piggybacking on his question about when, you know, how to ask uh, God. Uh, is that the same thing as prayer? When, when you ask him, when I ask him, let me see myself? Yeah. I didn't think of it as a prayer. I just wanted to overcome. I was, you know, weak, insecure, had a lot of doubt and fear. Nothing was working. And I had heard as a kid that if you were born again of God, you can have peace on earth. And as a kid, I used to say, I really want to live as a son of God on earth. I didn't want to wait to die to find out. I wanted to live it on earth. And so I've been wanting to know what that is like ever since I heard about it as a kid. So when I asked to see myself, I knew 
that I was not, I didn't have peace. So I knew I wasn't of God because I didn't have the peace. So that's why I asked the question. But the prayer is, you know, they taught the Lord's Prayer. You can do that if you want sometime. But the prayer is to be still and know him, to let his will be done. Because we don't know what we want of ourselves. We can do nothing. Do you realize we absolutely don't know what we want? It's weird to think we know what we want. We don't know what we want. And the interesting thing about it, he will provide. And it's easier and more amazing than what you can get for yourself. And it comes very easy. It's amazing. He will take care of you. Because I think, like, the hoop, hooping and hollering prayer that you talk about, like, sometimes, you know, comes out of, like, a sense of desperation, like, let me see myself. But it's maybe expressed in that way. So I don't know. I guess. So you think, you think the people who hoop and holler are saying, let me see myself? Maybe. Like, they're, look, they're desperate. Well, they better change like, the way they're asking that. <laughs> They, could just, they don't have to hoop and holler. Hey, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm depressed. What's wrong with me? Let me see myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to hoop and holler and pray to the Lord. Okay. And then call up a preacher with oil on a rag and he'll send it to you. Just a little donation. <laughs> oil on a rag. And then next Sunday you come back, oh, I bought the rag. And the Lord, I needed some money. And the Lord gave me $100. <laughs> so your rag helped. Did you hear about the preacher woman that was a preacher and now she's a slut? She gave up being a preacher and became a slut. And she's been preaching to people and everything. Y'all didn't hear about that? A white lady? Oh, Yeah. So she has a, a slut video now. <laughs> and she, and she uh, bisexual, she said. So just imagine, this woman been teaching the Bible to people. Praise the Lord, and, and people believe her. What do you do now that the preacher is a slut? You know what I'm saying? Know for yourself, really. Just know for yourself. Um, did I answer your question? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, let me take, is that Victoria? Yes. Yeah, Victoria. That's black Victoria. And then the phone again. And then I got to ask this. Yes. When you say the thing about not wanting, um, so if I were to find myself wanting something, should I just observe why I want it? or Because there's times where you want things and then you go after them. I guarantee you. Well, I don't guarantee you. I can assure you. Anytime you feel like you want something, it's because you're in your head. You have compared yourself to someone else. You want what they have. Or someone gave a speech, and it sounds so nice how they got a house, and, or they bought a mule. <laughs> yeah, and now you want that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in your head, you're satisfied with what you have. And... and you're not comparing yourself. Let them buy them you. You wish them well. You're happy where you are and what you have. Okay. Then your needs will be met as needed. So when you do want for something, notice that you've been seduced. You believed into a lie. Okay. I'm still a little perplexed by your answer 
Um, but I know that it's one of those things where I just tell me something see. that you wanted if you can, other than a man. Oh God, Jesse! I knew you were gonna do that. To you me. want a man? <laughs> I was just playing. I didn't even know she wanted a man. I was just playing. <laughs> now we know your business. Oh, oh I was just joking. No, just, just like, oh my God! How did you know? <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but like even do we okay. have any single men here? Jesse, stop! Oh, okay. We have one over here. Is he black? <laughs> kind of. Oh, he ain't black. Is he black? No. He black and brown. No. Yes. Now you got me all flustered. I forgot my question. Um, <laughs> oh no, the answer. Sorry, um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, say I guess you if you don't know that you want that like say i didn't know that i wanted a man in this i'll just play it don't tell all your little business no that's what i'm saying so that, but in you that want a man? that's what i'm saying like in that Do if you, you ask me my answer is no oh. but as i for me i'm like okay well if god put me here i'm a woman naturally i probably should be with a man right what would you be about naturally i probably should that's the thing i don't i i Oh God, this sounds so bad. But what I'm saying is that. Oh, here's another woman want a man. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get you a man. You're messing too. with us, Jesse. <laughs> now that I'm on the mic on the spot, it's like I'm not sure how to answer the it's question. It's okay to want a man. But I can tell you Every that I woman don't want like, a man. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, <laughs> in this scenario that you're giving me right now, I didn't come up with that question. Um, if the right one were to be presented to me, I would know that, right? Whether I want him or not, I would just know. Is right. that what you're but saying? But I would not lay around with want. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't hang around with wanting a man. Mm -hmm. I would seek the kingdom of God in his right way, mm -hmm. and he would take care of you. If it's meant for you to have one, it would be added unto you. Mm -hmm. Because you could want one, you'll end up with the wrong one. That I know for sure. Yeah, so it's best to just let him take... Because he will take care of you. He will meet your hard uh, desires, right? Mm -hmm. So don't want for it. Just live your life. Stay with the prayer. Be aware. Mm -hmm. Appreciate where you are. Appreciate being alone. And if it's meant for you to have one, it'll happen. And I do believe that. And I, I guess I just kind of do also want your opinion on something. Because some women, they want a man so bad, they marry anything. Yeah. Anything that comes along, it could be a... A, a LGBT kind of man. And they are accepted. Oh, that's okay. It's so nice. He being himself. So don't get into want mode. And I think for me, the thing that I do struggle with back and forth, because it, sometimes it does bother me and sometimes it doesn't. What? When people, other people, oh. just in conversation, they will almost try to make you feel ashamed that you're single. And then they kind of throw the worldly stuff at you. Well, you're this old. Well, you live right. here. Why don't you? Well, you yep. have this or you don't have that. Yeah. So is it more the issue is that person talking to you or is it what is that? Like, is that like when they were saying that to you, if you get mad or if you believe it, then mm -hmm. they're controlling you. Mm -hmm. But if they said it, just go out in one ear and out the other one. Yeah. Then it wouldn't bother you at all. Give them the finger and keep going. I wouldn't. Don't give people a finger, but... You don't but give I, a finger? No. 
Ow. What the finger for? <laughs> Women are not supposed to be giving the finger. But, um, but no, that was just my question, because I do find that that conversation for me does actually come up quite a bit. Where yeah, it's they're just trying to control you. Okay. Yeah, don't fall for it. Okay. Wish them well, and you live your life. All right. All right. That's a good question. Uh, let me take here right now, and then here. And then, Jay, another phone call. Because I got to end on time today, and I'm rushing it. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I'm thinking about the want and, like, what you were saying. But when you ask God, like, I want to see myself, is that a form of want? At that time, it was, yeah. So because I was, on, I was sitting with my daddy, and all the stuff he was doing was not working for me. So, so I wanted to see myself, let me see myself. Because I wanted to be his son and live that way to see what that is like, right? Because it hurt, you can have peace. So I was in a fallen state, and I definitely wanted to come out. I had no idea what that was, though, but I did want to know myself. But is that same want of wanting to come out, is that like the same want as like wanting a man or something like that? Or is no. it a different type of want? It's a different type. I wanted to be free of the conflict and the fear and the weakness and stuff like that. I wanted to have peace. It's the wanting that's wrong. You want freedom and peace. Wanting a man is like an addiction. Okay. You want worldliness. You want a man? No, not not necessarily that. But I do I do want I do want Not necessarily. No. No, because mean you might want one. When when you when I think of what I want, like what I actually want is like I don't know. I want to look better, and I want to. You want you know, to look better? Yeah. And like do, what? You know, just. Relook. What do you want to look like? I, I want <laughs> to like I see flaws in myself that I want to change. So, what know? do you want to look like? I want to look less heavy. <laughs> you want to look I'm less a, heavy? I, yeah. Like what stop eating so much? I know that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I have. <laughs> I have um, I have these flaws in myself that I want to change, and I don't... Why would you just stop eating so much then? I, I don't know. I think it's... You it's, don't want it that badly. I don't. That's the conflict I have is that I want, but I don't want, because like I want a certain way of things, and then I find myself not acting that way. And then I, I'm like, oh... So I'm always in this moment of that, of where I want something and but I don't But you got to come out of your head and want for nothing. Mm-hmm. He will he add to you. But is that the same thing of, like, should I be Let's asking? say that you're overweight and you know you, yeah. you you need to lose weight. It's enough to know that and then gradually start making the move to do it, running or walking or going to the gym. But don't judge it as a want. i got to do it because it'll become too important and it'll be hard to take it off. And then you'll replace it with something else that will make you worse. It's enough to see, I need to lose my stomach. I have a fat stomach. You want to see it? No, I can't go on. She's like, no. What the? No. I got, and I I got my own to look. <laughs> and I notice that I do, but I know not to judge myself for it. Right? It's just that I don't want to have a fat stomach. Okay. And, but, so should I also? And I, so I'm not like walking around with it on my mind. I don't feel uncomfortable about it. I have not judged myself about it. When I was um, growing up, I wanted to get married at 25, 
and have 10 kids. I said, I'm going to buy me a house. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have 10 kids. I really wanted that. And I thought I was going to have that. But it didn't go that way, but I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Because that wasn't what he wanted for me. So I don't feel like I don't have 10 kids. You know, like I'm not lonely. I'm not missing it. I have one kid, and I can't stand him. (laughs) So imagine if I had nine more. (laughs) So be careful with Don't want anything. Let his will be done. And you only want something because you're in your head. So when you look at your body, things say, oh, you're fat. And like, oh, I want to lose weight. Now he got you. It's enough to know you want to lose weight. You, you could just live life in a simple way. And don't compare yourself to others. Don't try to be like anyone. Wish everybody well. And if you want to lose weight, don't walk around thinking everybody looking at you, judging you because you're fat, right? Let them think what they want. You can't do anything about it. If you want, though, you're going to think everybody looking at you and they're thinking you're fat. And they won't be thinking that at all. I know people have counseling, they have body flaws and things like it's been holding them back in life. And then when I tell them, you know what? Nobody care about that. Most of the time, people don't even see your flaws. But Satan got you thinking that they do. Now you're all stressed out, not having a life. And then someone tell you, you know what? How do you, nobody care about that. And now you're free from it because you're free from the thought of it, the judgment of it. Come out of the darkness of your imagination. What? You okay? No, I'm listening. I'm listening. You like your body now? N- no. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> I think. Uh, oh. Want to be grateful for your body? Yes, I. Yes. Who you want to be like? I mean, I don't, who? Uh huh. No, I don't have anybody in mind. I just know that I had a version of myself. Let it go. Looked better than before. Than in your before. head, oh, you, when you were younger? Yeah. You looked better when you were younger? Yes. I know. Getting old is a mess. Yeah. It's really hard. I look at, you know, maybe a, a picture of when I was younger. Sometimes I look at my younger pictures, even 30 years ago, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Getting old is awful. It looks like awful. Uh, you dry up. <laughs> your face structure changed. You don't look the same anymore. Yes. That's all it. That's everything. I look at the pictures before and I think, wow, I look so different, and now I look very different. Yeah, I the know years what you mean. Add, uh, have added. Yeah. I, I understand. So. It's awful getting old. Y'all don't want to get old. No. Yes, you do. <laughs> but no, it's fine if you have peace on the inside. It's not that important. Yeah. You do the right thing for yourself. Okay. All Thank right? you. But stay out of your head. It's in your head. Yeah. And it's I think really, yeah. when you ask, let me see, you know, when we ask God to. Help us see ourselves. I mean, I think that's maybe what I... But don't ask them to let you see you're fat. <laughs> no, I don't want to see myself I want like to that. see you inside. Yes. I ain't care about the fat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're asking for the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You try to be all pretty. Because mm-hmm. you want a man. Oh. <laughs> right? I'm sure it has a lot to do with that see, somewhere. Yeah, that's the wrong It's asking. all in there. <laughs> It's all part of it. Seek the kingdom of God. You'll be fine. Yeah. Stay out of your head. Stay out of your imagination, folks. Really. Stay out of your head. Stay out of your head. He said, bring all thoughts into captivity. All right? Mm -hmm. Stay out of your head. Satan is your daddy. Will you live there? 
He will reveal all things to you. He will remind you of all things. He loves you. Yes, ma'am. And then a phone call, and then I got to ask this. I, I just think it's amazing with the wanting thing. Uh, and I had the same thought of like, oh, I want something is good because I'm driven and I, I'm go, I'm a go-getter and I'm going to do it and get whatever I want. Yeah. But once you surrender to the wanting and you just want God, because basically the only thing I think you should want in your life is to have God as your father, you know, to him to guide you, I think. So once I had that, I feel like God will put it in my heart, even if I'm alone or I never have kids or whatever, God will make peace of it in my heart. And that's the faith I have. I just think it's lack of faith. Of Matter of fact, you never that. even think of those things. You never think, what's going to happen if I'm alone? What's going to happen if I don't have kids? Because you have perfect peace. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like anything is missing. Yeah. No, I'm saying you in general for the typical things that people it's afraid of and wanting, you know. The, the typical things that people want. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so typical because everybody says it, that you should have this life, that you never know what That's your life you is. That's why you come out of the world, be yes. in it, but not of it. Your life can be and just... all your needs will be met. Your life can be just like you. Like, you're helping a lot of people, and you're not feeling... You're, you know, your life went totally different from wanting seven kids. How many kids? Nine kids? I Nine wanted kids ten. Oh, ten kids. Yeah, and it went completely different, but you are completely happy and yeah. Even with way more joy because God put that on your heart. I had a good friend growing up. He wanted to get married and have uh, 12 or 13 kids. So he got married and they had like 14 or 15. 14 or 15 kids. And and they all hate him now. <laughs> he, he worked hard. He made sure they all, they became doctors and lawyers, and he had a home built, big old beautiful home built for them. And now they hate him. And he's like, what the? So I'm glad I ain't got that problem. <laughs> I'm glad he took that one away. Away, yes. Um, when you are born again, does anger completely disappear? Absolutely. So, because it's an evil spirit that made a home in you. It's not you. Right. And so, but when you first, so you know, when you first wake up, you still been living in your imagination so long. So the thought still would come sometime. Someone would make you mad. Your mother, or your father would make you mad. And Satan would say, oh, see, you're not born again. You believe that lie, then he'll give you another one to believe in another one. But so be patient when the thoughts do come and just relax and let it pass. It'll pass. I say that because last night I was having a conversation. I'm just, like, reflecting on the conversation, and I realized that I was getting upset, angry in that moment. So I'm like, well, that's why I asked. But, um, yeah, and realizing it all you need because you're growing away from it. Okay. So be patient. All right. Thank you. All right. Good question. Um, the young man in the black shirt with the glasses right here. <laughs> No, no. Oh, oh, there are two. Here he is. Yeah. No, Isn't that amazing? Two guys sitting right behind each other. But I want to. Yeah, this one in front. Is this your first time here? Yes, sir. Uh, what's your name? Edwin. Edwin. Any question? No, I'm just laying, sitting down, observing. Any disagreement so far? Uh, no, not yet. You having fun? Definitely. Right on. Did you go forgive your mother? 
What were you asked up? Just <laughs> <laughs> a question. No, not yet. And why not? Um, she doesn't really want to have a conversation, so about you know whatever. You don't need that. to have a conversation with her. Just go and say, "Hey, I'm sorry for resenting you right. for being so crazy." Yeah. And if she said, "Oh, I'm sorry," fine. If she doesn't, fine. You don't need to have a conversation. God will forgive you. And the reason she doesn't want to have a conversation is because she likes controlling you. Mm-hmm. She has control over you right now. Yeah. Right? Are you still living with her? No. <laughs> oh. Well, you no. don't need to have a conversation with her. Go and forgive, and God will forgive you. Don't ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, every woman you get involved with is going to be mama. <laughs> You can tell that's a painful laugh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny. <laughs> Are you married? Negative, no. Are you involved with a woman now? Uh-uh, single. Oh, have you yeah. ever been involved with one? Um, yeah, I've been. And, and what happened? Oh, crazy one. Yeah, that's one mama. me. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Go forgive your mama, man, so you can be free. The world needs you. Mm-hmm. It needs men. All right? Got it. All right. You want to meet him? <laughs> oh. She's like, hell no. Victoria? <laughs> no. Oh, he look black. He black and brown. Um, you, you get so I am Cuban. The- My grandpa, he's black. He's an Afro-Latino. Oh, um, see? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> You can't get better than that. Yes, Jay, your phone call. Okay. Afro-Latina. <laughs> Did you see that woman I interviewed? She was an Afro-Latina. Oh, man, you got to watch it. On the fall estate, check it out. What was her name? La Nigga. La Nigga. <laughs> You ever heard of her? Yeah, she's Dominican. I interviewed her. You proposed to her. I proposed? Don't watch that interview. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, Juan is from Lakewood, California. He says he's doing everything right, but something is missing. Juan. Juan, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse, how's it going? All is well, buddy. There was another caller, and I think he was uh, amazed at how a lot of the people were already answering his inquiry. And, you know, I, I felt almost the same, but basically I forgave my father. I forgave my mother. I had a really hard upbringing. Uh, I actually been in the church a few times, and I met with you before. Um, but So I don't I even need to go on all the details. Right. But basically I felt like I had overcome it and did it, and I paid my rent, and I solved all my problems that, that were in front of me. And then I just had a whole long list of clients and stuff I needed to do. And I feel like it's amazing. I just, I don't actually have much of a question anymore because this is also kind of an answer to your biblical question and just kind of a, a, a comment for all the viewers and anybody listening. But basically, you can solve all the technical problems that you can throw money at in your life and still be messed with by the devil just by thinking, Oh man, maybe I'm not productive enough. 
maybe I'm too lazy or something. And when in reality, if you need to take a rest and sleep, maybe it's probably good. You know, like, because I, I felt guilty even for just taking a nap because I thought maybe I'm not productive enough or something like that. Or Stay if out I'm of your hand, man. If I went back and smoked a little pot or something, I'd be like, oh, man, that's why I'm screwing <laughs> no. up. That's why I'm not doing it. No, stay out of, it, are you it, doing a silent really prayer? It's amazing how the devil will mess with you, even when you, you think you're doing everything right, but uh, you, you can still get locked up into thoughts about uh, judging yourself so easily. All right. Thank you, buddy. We're having a little static problem, so, yeah. I appreciate that. Let me do this. Uh, the young man in the middle there with the head rack, this your first time? Oh, how you doing? I'm good, No man, good, all is well. Uh, yeah. Are things I'm, I'm better a... for you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you brought your friends? Yeah, I brought my friends. Hey, friends. <laughs> so did you guys go and forgive your mothers? Uh, uh, not fully. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry? Not yet. Why not? I don't know. I mean, I just, just started thinking about that, like, last week. Oh, you started so. thinking about it last yeah, week? Yeah, we were talking about it. I mean, it was something that was always there, but it's just like, you know, I kind of brushed it off. Didn't think it was uh, too much of a problem. It was what now? I didn't think it was, like, too much of a problem or something that was, like, there. I kind of was just, like, blinded by it. Right. But, but now yeah. that you know, will you go and face her? Do I know when I'm going to face her? I mean, now that you know you need to do it. Oh, yeah. Are you living with her? Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I just turned 21. Like two Later. Years ago. <laughs> Why are you living with Mama? Uh, I don't have too much money to leave yet. You don't have what? Uh, money. Why don't you get two or three jobs? Uh, I'm applying. Still You're waiting. trying? Yeah. Yeah, get get all the jobs you can get. You don't have a family, yeah. right? Like wife and kids. Uh, my girlfriend just moved in with me, but yeah. So we're trying to get What out. the? <laughs> Do you have a job? Yeah, I have a job. So you move your girlfriend to your mama's house? Yeah. It, it, yeah, it wasn't that smart, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> it wasn't the best thing to do, but... <laughs> Why'd uh, you do it? Huh? Why'd you do it? I don't know. It seemed right at the time. I mean, it still seems cool, too. I mean, I don't I have no issue with it. So you don't feel embarrassed when you come out of the bedroom and your mama's sitting there looking? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel embarrassed? Uh, not all the time, no. Um, Sometimes really, you do? I think so. I don't know. Not really. I mean, I walk out. Let's go to the bathroom, say what's up, and then I go back to my room. <laughs> He's like, hey, mama. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what happened to the world? I would have never taken my girlfriend home and live, let, her, I mean, let her come to my mother's house and live with me or my grandmother. Yeah. And what the? And so... What does she think about living with you in your mama's house and you the man? Um, well, I've talked to her about it, and she says, like, you know, she's with me as long as she's, like, with me. I mean, she's, I told her I'm trying to leave right now. We're, I'm in the process of trying to move out. Um, but, it, I mean, it doesn't bug her. She came from, a, like, a worse, like, her household was a lot worse. Um, so, so she I think just, she feels a little more comfortable now that she's with me. I mean, and, is she controlling you? Is she controlling me? No. Then put her out. What do you mean? Like kick her out? Yeah. Wait, who, my mom or her? <laughs> Good idea. 
She's never going to respect your girlfriend. She's uh, never going to respect you because you live with your mama. Yeah. She has control and you're having sex with her out of wedlock. It's not going to work out. You should do it the right way. I'm not telling you to break up with her, but yeah. you should say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore because women need men to be right. You're the light of the world, salt of the earth. They need to look at you and see the right way to go. And right now, she can't, her situation at home sounds bad, but it's even worse with you because you're not a perfect example for her. Yeah. She needs love. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. So she got to go back home. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing. Just... You want me to call her? No. <laughs> <laughs> Really, women need man, men. That's why the world is suffering the way it is. Yeah. And you're going to end up like your father's situation with your mother. That makes sense? Yeah, that's not a good situation. I know. But <laughs> you're repeating that. I see. How old are you? I just turned 21. Oh, you turned, yeah. Like two weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, you said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you did what now? Like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Since Happy I, birthday. Oh, thank you. Well, you need to do it right, man. Did your friend tell you to do it the right way? Him? Uh-huh. Um, no. I mean, he said something similar, but not the kicking her out part. I don't think we thought about that. I told him to move out of his mom's house. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously, he's probably going to live with his girlfriend, but I think that's a better situation than living with his mom and having his girlfriend live with him. It is a little better, but it's best to do it the right way. Let her. Yeah, I agree. Tell her to get a job, get her own place. You get your own place and do it the right way. And you're going to see all the hell come out of her because she's not going to want to let you go. She want, she like controlling you. And she pretended that you can solve her problems and you can't help her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do it the right way, man. I understand. I've been in a fallen state, too, so I do understand but it's time to start overcoming that. All right? Mm-hmm. So when your your friend picked you up this morning to bring you to church? No, he picked me up. So you, you mm-hmm. picked your friend up, right? And so he came out of the house, right? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. And when you <laughs> noticed he had a head rag on, what do you think? I said, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, is this my girlfriend? <laughs> Uh, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the first time I've seen this one, but there's others. This is the first time you've seen him in a head yeah, rack? Yeah, there's other ones. <laughs> oh, he had an other head rack? Yeah, usually it's a different one. This oh. is the first time I've seen the purple Beta. one. <laughs> <laughs> he had a rough night last night. Yeah, I So did. he just picked up the first rack yeah. around. <laughs> I did. Why you have a head rack and a ponytail? <laughs> I don't know, man. You feel pretty? What? You feel pretty? No, definitely not. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. I can see you now this morning putting on your head rack. <laughs> <laughs> did you have the ponytail before you did your rack, or you did the ponytail after the rack? No, I already had it. Oh. I, just, I just did it real quick, and I, and I left. Yeah. Oh, oh, you put your rag on real fast? Yeah. You know how to do it really fast now? <laughs> No, I'm messing with you. I know. You can wear your rat. <laughs> you can wear your rat. Um, my biblical. Do you have any, this is your first time here too, right? What's your name? Uh, Fidelmar. 
Elmar? No, Fidel Mar. Fidel Mar. Yeah. Any question? Uh, no, just uh, listening and observing. Yeah, is it helping? Yeah, it, I think it's a beautiful thing that, you know, to gather in, in a way. Yeah. yeah. You living with your mother too? Yeah. How old are you? Uh, 21. What's the word? Murder. Why are you living with your mother? Uh, income's not that good right now. I'm working on that. I'm trying to get out, too. Yeah, get out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your girlfriend live there, too? No girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> Amazing. Any questions for me? Uh, no. Okay. So I got to ask my biblical question. What's my biblical? Oh. Is it good to love your weakness? The young lady. I think in a way it is because when we are weak, when we come to the Lord, it makes us strong. So to keep going back to God, because we're going to keep falling short and downing yourself or having those moments of weakness, that's what brings you back. It kind of keeps you in check, bringing you back to God. So it's good to love your weakness. In that aspect, yes, I think so. Let me ask you, um, yes, sir. Did you, you have mind? your hand? Yeah, I did. Okay, go ahead. Do you mind if I read something? Because it's exactly what I agree. It's what was revealed to me. Okay. It's, uh, uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. Okay. Amazing. So you love your weakness? I delight in it. And what does that mean? It, it means that my Oh, into the mic, yeah. I delight in it because it keeps me on the right path. Oh, okay. You know, you have... What does delight in it mean? Delight. What does that mean? I, I, I take... I'm pride in it, but I... I, I, I it reminds me to, to, like I said, keep on the right path. I, it keeps me on my toes, so to speak. Okay. You have a lot of new age people that will say you always have to have a conflict to keep you growing. So it's sort of like that, but from a Christian biblical perspective. Oh, okay, so you're like, yeah, I'm weak, right on. I'm no. no, I'm so delightful. No, <laughs> no I'm pretty, it's I'm not. Bad. It's not. It's not joy or happiness. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's sort of like it's sort of like a piece and a and a proof of of his existence and of the things that I need to do right on to stay on the right track. Okay. Did you have a question? Yes, sir. Nothing. <laughs> you were reaching for the mic. Daniel, do you love your weakness? Is it good to love your weakness? I don't think I have any weaknesses. You don't have any weaknesses? You must be hanging around with uh, Chris. <laughs> Where is Chris? Uh, you have no weaknesses? No. Nah. You want to say no one more time? No. I mean... Oh, know. there go Chris. <laughs> no weaknesses, right, Chris? <laughs> you should love them if you have them. You should love them? If you have them. I wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, if you had a weakness, would it be good to love your weakness? I don't have a weakness, so I don't know. 
I don't know what to tell you. Have you ever had one? <laughs> Have I ever had one? Weaknesses. I was probably judging myself. Probably? Yeah. And that was a weakness? That's probably a weakness. Did you love that? No, I didn't like that. Uh, okay. So this is a question that Joel asked. Joel, why did you ask this question? What would you say about it? Uh, I would say that you shouldn't love or hate your weakness. And not loving or hate it is loving it because you're not giving it life. And you shouldn't even give it attention because when you give it attention, it won't go away. Oh, so okay. you, should, you should not have an opinion about it, period. You be like, the young guy in the hood. Just cap. I'm trying to think. I'm, I wanna... Is this your first time? Yes. Any questions about anything? Uh, my English is a little bit, you know, I don't speak very well English. I understand, but that's fine. Okay. I'm so glad for How did you hear about us? Excuse me? How did you hear about us, the meeting? My boss. Oh, your boss? Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm uh, glad he... you're here. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, about that? No, before you end. Oh, okay. Air, what'd you say? Air, but Derek. <laughs> the, the same as good to love your Joel. No, no opinion answer. of it. I don't have an opinion of it. You don't have, it's, you don't, don't know if it's good or not? No, not that I know if it's good or not, that I don't, what is the question? I don't, <laughs> no, I mean, I can't remember now because you said like. Uh, is it good to love your weakness? No, I don't think it's good to love it, and I also don't think it's good to hate it. Oh, okay. Do you have weaknesses? No, I don't think so. Amazing. Dang, you're not the only one, Chris. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, oh, yes, Mary. And then, real fast because I'm in it now. Well, I don't love my weakness. Is it good to love your weakness? It's it's not good to love it, but it's it's good to be aware of it. So I don't love it, but I'm aware of it. So it's like um, I want to be able to to transcend it. So I have to be aware about right. it. Right, and so yes, that's true. And especially what this young man said: you delight in your weakness, meaning count it all joy when you see your weaknesses, don't be mad about it, because in that you will overcome, you're made strong you, your faith is being developed in God, because you see that but if you get mad about it, if you judge yourself for it, it'll destroy you it's enough to see it uh, because a lot of people think that they don't even need God, they have, well, not Daniel and Chris and him but they already found God <laughs> right you already, so God took away your weaknesses, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but delight, I like that word, by the way. Relax. He'll take care of it. He really will. He'll make you strong in time of weakness. All right? I can't take your hand. I'm out of time. Oh, okay. Thank you. So I have a brand new biblical question. Oh, let me do this real fast. Buy some land. Buy a house. Now's a good time to do it. Uh, interest rate are like, what, 3% or something like that? And a lot of guys and ladies are starting to buy. So while y'all thinking about having a man, you better be trying to buy some land. <laughs> you better want some land. So buy some land, save your money, because things are going to change. It's going to go back to 
high interest rates and all that. So take advantage of this opportunity, even though Joe Biden said it's going to be a dark winter. So don't be scared. While the people are running scared, you go in by land. You know what I'm saying? You still stay quiet and let God take care of you, meet your need. This is a perfect time for the children of God. All right? So go call up a realtor and say, hey, what the land, what it look like out there in the market right now? And buy something. And you take that first step to buy something, opportunity will come. The door will open up. One thing will lead to another. Don't let Satan tell you, oh, you don't have any money, so you can't buy. Don't fall for that. Give it a try. Have faith. Don't doubt. And, and talk to a realtor. Let them start showing you around. And there are ways that are going to come out of that. And don't let Satan tell you, oh, you don't have enough money. All right? God will take care of you. All right? So this is a perfect time for the children of God. So while the people are running around scared of the dark, what do you say, dark, dark winter? It's going to be a dark winter. Let them run scared. You be still and take advantage of the opportunities that's given to you. So when they come back out of this dark winter, you'll be rid in the house and they have to pull the light on in your house. That makes sense? Yeah. So don't be in your head about it. Aren't you a realtor? Um, just about. Oh, just about. Oh. I'm about to recommend them that they go to you. Okay. And they can. I can talk to them about it, but right now I'm, I'm just about to get licensed. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But really, buy some land, folks. Even if you don't live in it for now, buy some land. Buy some land. As a matter of fact, Ermans just got his house. He bought a house last week. It just finished. <laughs> Amazing. And now that he got his first house, he invented by a second one and a third one and an apartment building. One thing will lead to another. It really, really will. Do the silent prayer. Stay out of your head. Speak up, but don't resent. And it's going to be amazing for you. All right? Um, so you, you, you're not dead yet, huh? Man. He came one day. He was about to commit suicide. He was like, I'm killing myself. Well, I'm glad you're still alive and smiling and everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing very, very well now. Extremely well. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. He could be dead. Yeah, life, some, You uh, could be dead in the ground, and you'd be like, wondering, what happened? Yeah, July was garbage. <laughs> and then, uh, actually, March to July was garbage. Yeah. But uh, I toughed it out, and... I'm right doing on. way better than before. Even uh, I'm doing even better than pre-COVID. Right on. So are you it's still? Like, uh, it's mind blowing. You still have a relationship with your way. son? Not in a bad. You still yeah, talking? Yeah, me and my son have recovered. See we, that? Our relationship has blossomed now. And, and, um, he was at the wits' end. You guys don't know about him, right? He came in one day. He was invited by uh, Richard. Richard, and he was like, "Oh, I'm ready to die. <laughs> I'm white." No more of my privileges left. <laughs> I ran out of white privileges. <laughs> Light line took them all. <laughs> I lost my child. My son and I don't tell. Lord have mercy. And now he has a full life. Amazing. So I'm glad. It's quite the turnaround. It's quite the turnaround. It's, it's uh, 
It's a freak, freaking miracle. It's a I'm glad miracle. I didn't tell you to suffer and die because you might have taken that up. Sorry, what was that? I didn't hear you. Remember how I tell people suffer and die? Yeah. If they don't want to listen? I'm glad I didn't say that to you. You may well have taken me up on that. Yeah, that would have been bad advice for me. Yeah. <laughs> See, you got to know when to get that advice. You got to know, you got to parse the word sometimes. That's right. Well, I'm glad, man. My new biblical question is, how does one develop true faith? How does one develop true faith? Uh-huh. How does one develop true faith? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, right here, real fast. Oh, then go to Jay with your mic, Joel, so he can read those off real fast. We'll be out here. How does one develop true faith? Oh, you were pointing at me. Okay. Um, I would say by understanding what God is saying inside of you, so through the silent prayer, um, that you would develop true faith, because true faith is knowing um, when you don't really have the evidence to know. Okay. To live by faith is amazing. It really, 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 really. And to never doubt, it's even more amazing. It really is. This young man right here want to answer, and then I got to end. I want to answer? Yeah. I can tell the way you're sitting. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll change. Oh, uh, he was sitting like this. I'm like, yeah, he want to answer this. Now you sit like a man. What the? How do you develop true faith? Living life. Is this your first time here? Yes, it is. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Welcome, man. I brought man. my son, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Hey, son. You love your father? Yeah, oh, yeah. let me, I'll go to him in one minute. Oh, Tell me about the faith. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. How does one develop true faith? Just by living life. That's it. That's all I can say. Oh, Okay. All right, I'll put my little two cents in next week. That's our questions for this week. So, what's your name? My name is Levi. How old are you, Levi? I'm 18. Nice. And so you're close to your father? Yeah, yeah. Have you always been close to him? Yeah, we've always had a good relationship. And are you close to your mother, too? Yeah. You're close to your father and mother? Yeah. So your father didn't let your mother mess you up? No, not too bad. (laughs) How did you prevent her from destroying your son? I have no idea. It just happened. Something wouldn't let me do it. I knew I had to. Her mother is crazy, so I knew I had to do something, but it's just, I, God, that's all I can say. Right on, man. I didn't know what else. And then I found you, and I was like, I did something right. I'm on the right track. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) That's right, man. Any questions for me? No, no. I just think you're awesome. Thank you, man. Levi, any questions? No, thank you very much for everything, though. You're welcome, man. Are you, so now that you're out of high school now? Yeah, just graduated. And are you working? Uh, no, currently not. Yeah, get a job, Levi. Even if you go to college, work while you're going through school, it'll help develop you. All right? That makes sense? What yeah. type of work can you do? Um, so far, I've done uh, retail work. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, get a job. You can go to school if you want. I wouldn't waste my time, but, you know, you may want to learn a trade or something. But make sure you work and become independent. All right? Any questions for me, Levi? No, sir. All right. I'm glad you're here, man. Thank, Thank you. you guys for coming. So, yeah, real fast, James. 
Okay, we can't get to any more calls, but thank you, callers, for hanging on. Yeah. Devin in Virginia wanted to know, how do I separate from my in-laws? Stephen in California wanted By packing your bags and moving? <laughs> See, that kind of question I already know the answer to. <laughs> I would say, bye, in-laws, I'm gone. That, you don't need a counselor for that kind of question, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? You move. Yeah. Move. Yes. Stephen in California has wanted to know about the order of God. Was it what was it before Christ came? Disarray. The and, Old Testament. Yeah. And then um, Eli from NorCal wants to know how to get his daughter back. So, so we can't get to you. Call right. Call, call, call the show tomorrow, and I can answer those questions for you. And All we'll right. also read the Super Chats tomorrow on the show. Okay. We'll read the Super Chats and everything. So that's my uh, biblical question. So listen, everybody, do the silent prayer, no matter what happens. Um, it doesn't matter how you feel, whether you feel good or bad or all this well. Calm down so God can bring you out of the darkness of your imagination and he will show you how to live. You will naturally start living. You become right and you will naturally do right because you can't learn how to do it. You become that as the Father is guiding you. All right? So do the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. You cannot change yourself. You are a spirit and we can't change a spirit. Only he can do that. All right? So make sure you forgive. Don't hold on to the anger, and you'll be fine. Uh, next Thursday, so make sure you do the silent prayer. Speak up and don't resent. Next Thursday at 7, right? 6.30, we're having a town hall here, uh, election town hall. And it's going to be amazing. So I invite all you to come uh, next Thursday at 6.30. It's best to get here kind of early, a little early at 6.30. Okay. And we can only let 50 people in there, right? Or 60? What? 50. Because of that stupid Chinese thing. (laughs) 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 So next Thursday at 6.30. Oh, yeah. I got it right here. There it is. So check it out online and all that good stuff. So, oh, jessaleepeterson.com or call 800-411-BOND, all right? Okay, $10 to get in to pay the bills and stuff, so make sure you show up, it's going to be fun. We're going to have liberals and Democrats. I mean, that's, that's the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We're going to have liberals and conservatives. We're going to have a fair... Hootenanny over time. You do not want to miss it. All right. Any other announcement, Hermes? That's it. Uh, so thank you all. It was an amazing church today. And I really appreciate you participating. Do the silent prayer because, especially the men, but not only the men, the women need you. The world needs you. Children need you. You are the light of the world. And when your light goes out, the women and children can't see the right way to go. They really need you to be right and do right. And it's going to be amazing. You're sons of God, and he needs you to be right. All right. Are you okay in the hat right here? Yeah. yeah. How can you so? what do you think about right now? Uh, a little 
Oh, you just tired? Oh, you've been smoking pot? Oh, but no pot? Oh, good. Any questions for me? Oh, okay. It's nice. Okay. So thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. I'm ending on time today. It's amazing. Don't forget to donate, and don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, ring the bell, and what else should they do? Huh? Send it. Oh, it's sunny and share. All right. So thank you all so much. Call the show tomorrow if you have questions. I can deal with them more. I appreciate it. Thank you all for showing up today and participating. All right.